Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In Louisiana, Governor Jeff Landry calls for a crime special session of the Louisiana legislature. What could it change? We go into depth on the detail. In Florida, a father fights off the attempted abduction of his child. And a fight breaks out at a Long Island basketball game. And Mike's got the details on that. These stories and more coming at you today. Valentine's Day. Valentine. Woody's favorite holiday. Not mine. Wednesday, February 14th on Real Life Real Crime Daily. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Happy V-Day, boys. V-D Day. <laughs> try try not to make that it so. may indeed be that for yeah, some people for all you suckers who go out there and do this man-made holiday <laughs> give you lady roses and shit all year long you don't have to wait until this there you go day. be a true romantic like woody yeah. it's also the 89th birthday of my father-in-law jerry lawman up in jackson happy mississippi happy birthday jerry so his name jerry after miss jerry ann after him well my wife will kill me for this, but her parents had gotten divorced. Oh, there you go. And dad is Jerry and mom is Ann. Oh, and see the name. they sort of hooked up while they were divorced. Well, that happens. Oh, your wife is going to get you. Along came Jerry Ann. There you go. went Mike's there you go. Valentine's Day got, loving. No, <laughs> she, she's a child of love, man. She brought them back together. They've been back another 50-something years after they that? remarried. So Isn't that special? Lots of good yeah. came from that. We got to put we got to we got to put this Super Bowl stuff to bed. Oh yeah, so how man and Jim just school to skin. No, man, we were t- it was a three-way tie. And then, so we needed. We I know needed, I our game got went the to overtime. Anthem guy crying. I saw the one guy, yeah. and I was like, "Yes!" And then I saw that skinny chick. Like we got Taylor, we got Taylor Swift skinny on the over. Chick. She was like nine times instead of five and a half, which was a big bet I won uh, uh, over the over the uh, over the weekend with some real money, not uh, what we're doing, um, but. Uh, but there was a lot of other stuff that didn't happen. We don't know if there's 120,000 uh, beers sold or not yet. They're still counting beers. But uh, yeah, but we all had the same bet on that. So yeah, no, it's it's Jim wins because Jim picked Jim the Chiefs, ran the freaking table, picked the picked the freaking Chiefs. Every Mahomes stole Jesus. the game again. Killed me all year, man. They killed me again. The 49ers <laughs> controlled the game the most of the game, they and. Did? They just didn't put enough points on the board to, I watched it to prevent him from beating. So, and why the hell did they pick 
to take the ball in overtime. That was just ridiculous. I don't know where the hell that came from. And who the hell picked Usher? To do the halftime Oh, he show. did a great job. Oh, it was awful. I thought he did a great I think job. Thank you so much. We should do a poll. We should do a poll the, on the Facebook the, page. The, dance, I, the dancing was great. The singing was terrible. It was awful. I was pulling shit off the pit. Cooking was for smart. myself. It was a smarter move. This first thing is the first Super Bowl I ever watched. Totally by myself. Yeah. They, I guess they don't. They don't do an alternative Sometimes thing. Sometimes it's nicer that way. Well, <laughs> Didn't they used to do an alternative thing for halftime? Like yeah, a puppy it, bowl it, no, or no, something? Well, or Beavis and Butthead uh, they always had a halftime special. Yeah. That's but I don't think there's watch. an alternative anymore because I, 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 I want it out as soon as that thing. Is, if Alicia Keys has a great voice. If she sounds like shit, you know something is really bad in what they've set up. Yeah. And they should have been auto-tuned. I, I don't know. It just don't didn't know. sound. I'm in depression mode. Football's over for another year. No. Yeah. No, we got the merger of the leagues. Come on. Uh, that's bullshit. The Rock they is do. behind this. This they is the real deal. They do that every year. The it's rock. always bullshit. The Rock doesn't back losers. I'll be watching NASCAR. The yeah. Rock doesn't back losers. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to watch The Rock it. says he doesn't back losers. It's so funny because you're going to go from, I mean, this game will come back. I haven't seen the numbers yet, but it will be the most watched Super Bowl in history because of Taylor Swift. Okay. Let's get us to true crime time for No, I, I have one Day. more thing. Oh. Super Bowl. Okay, just one more thing. Best ad. I didn't uh, watch them. You don't I, watch I, I got I up a, and I was checking on the pit. The one with uh, Ben Affleck and the Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, I, I saw that on that Google and didn't go back and watch it yet. It was pretty good. Only because yeah. they had Jenny from the block in it, but I, that's the only reason. Yeah, I that was to good watch. too. I, I, I thought you would I thought you would vote for that because they did have your girlfriend in it. It was really funny. But uh, USA Today has this panel of 60,000 people who vote on the ads every year, and they come out. And that ad got second, and they gave the Arnold, uh, uh, whatever insurance company Arnold was doing. I saw part of that on State Farm. Was that the one? State, State Farm. Yeah, that was same. a good one. That, okay. but I don't think it was better than the Dunkin' Donuts. And they had the one with the UFC. Dana White was in it and some other people. That was a pretty good one, too. It was, was a Bud Light commercial. I was, I was up getting myself a beer. But, Bud Light commercial. Yeah, man, and they had a lot of them on that show. Yeah, they didn't. Do, they didn't. A score, lot of they didn't score well. The yeah. worst score. The worst scoring ad of the whole thing in this thing was the uh, RFK Jr. ad, which is hysterical because he he stole a nineteen sixty John F. Kennedy ad and well, was packed it yeah, and threw it in funny. there. That yeah. was bad. But they also had and and then we'll move on, Woody. But this Jeez. is prime time. The most uh, the 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 top Super Bowl ad of all time. Which the 2013 Budweiser Clydesdale ad where the guy raises the, the Clydesdale from a colt mm-hmm. up that. and then it, the, the dog becomes part of the regular mm-hmm. Clydesdale chain and the guy goes up to Chicago to see him and, you know, the, the dog, uh, the dog, the horse has the blinders on, but then the guy is going to his car and the dog comes running down the street mm-hmm. and the dog, I keep saying, dog, the Clydesdale comes running down the street after him and they hug. I, I, you can't watch that ad and not cry. Yeah, I don't know. People either people either <laughs> like go Spuds, for Spuds for McKenzie that one or, or the Spuds or the McKenzie Bud Bowls yeah. with the, or Mean Joe Green where Mean Joe Green yeah, throws the, the kid the shirt yeah. the, the Coke ad. And All right, football season's <laughs> over. Let's get us true crime. Sorry, time. folks. I know you asked Wednesday, me to do at least twenty minutes on over. Super Bowl ads, and these guys aren't letting me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Love all y'all. Let's roll. All right, uh, look, changes, they are coming to the state of Louisiana. We've been Mm -hmm. telling you about this since Governor Jeff Landry was elected, and he has called for a special session focused completely on crime. Uh, On February 8th, he called the Louisiana legislature to convene for that special session focused on tackling issues of crime that are plaguing the state and, in his opinion, and many others, holding us back. Throughout this session, the legislature will create laws to strengthen the criminal justice system and repeal soft on crime policies that enable criminals to hurt the community. So we're going to go through real quick the items that are on this. Uh, It's actually, I find it very interesting, some of these that uh, a lot of people have been wanting to see changed for a while. Uh, The first item one is to restrict parole eligibility, uh, something in the state of Louisiana that a lot of people think uh, has been too loose is the parole uh, options. It's become too loose. 
yeah, has become too loose. And so that is something they're going to talk about and look at changing. Uh, item two is to restrict or repeal the earning rate of good time or demution of sentence for good behavior and earned compliance for, for credits. Which I don't know if, if y'all know that is um, for every day you serve, you get a day off your sentence if you. So it's like a one for one. Yeah, if you don't, don't misbehave. And so they're looking to restrict or repeal that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to require unanimous vote of the parole board to grant parole and increase the powers of the board. How about that? I, I agree with that because right now it's just, it's a majority. Uh, to require electronic access to criminal records and certain records from juvenile delinquency proceedings. Mm, I agree with that, too, because the juveniles are so much more violent now, most of them being tried as an, as an adult. Uh, even the ones that are, let's say, 16 or whatever, and they're trying them as an adult, they've they've been doing it since they were 10 years old. They might have a murder on their thing, and, and but it's the – it's the case is locked up. Yeah. They were juveniles. Yeah. Very Fuck good them. point. I mean, if, if there's anything, it's a good prediction of what kind of shithead you're going to be. It's what you did when you were really young. I agree with that. Uh, to increase the penalties for the crimes of carjacking. Uh, that's about time. Yeah. And that's something that I has been a uh, major uptick in the state. It, of it's not going to deter. There's no such thing is a true deterrent for crime but you know what that same asshole won't be back out carjacked let me tell you this real quick i had a guy on a cell block that he was juvenile he got juvenile life which was up to 21 at the time when he was 18 they moved him from juvenile prison to uh dci where i was at and he was from yours and i asked him i said he's, he's about to get out on his 21st birthday and then i was pretty cool with him you know as i was most of them and i said i said you we called him juvenile i said gee what you gonna do when you get out he said, I'm going to do the same shit. And Come I, on. I, he was in for carjacking. And then I said, what you going to do different? He said, I'm going to kill him this time because uh, dead people can't testify against me. And guess what? He went out two months, and he carjacked two people, and he shot them both, and one of them lived. Now he's doing life in bloody Angola. Wow. Uh, to lower the age of a person deemed to be a child for the purposes of dispositions and sentencing for the commission of delinquent acts. Hmm. Wait, say that interesting to lower the age of a person deemed to be a child for the purposes of dispositions and sentencing for the commission of delinquent. I'm going to speak on this too, because I don't think y'all are going to catch it. Most people want delinquent act is, is something only a juvenile can be prosecuted for, which is, uh, what do you call it, playing hooky or not obeying your parents, whatever, or running away? You and I can't be arrested for running away. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I think right now it's like 12 or 13, and they're going to drop it down, or they're going to try to drop it down probably to like 9 or 10 or something like that. Yeah. So basically you'll be able to be prosecuted as an adult right. at a younger age. No. Wait, wait, no uh, right? The, the, um, no, the, no. You'll be able to be prosecuted prosecute as a juvenile delinquent before whatever age it is now they can't do shit to them oh and, i see and, well, okay and, 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 and so they're gonna be lowering just like that. a little hug a thug send it home and, and, and send them to the little psychiatrist and get a pat on the back or whatever the fuck till he turns 12 and kills somebody right well there's a there's a lot more of them i'm not going to cover every single one of them but i will mention one more and and this is the one probably making some of the biggest news out of this special session and they are uh governor jeff landry is proposing constitutional carry where you do not have to have a permit to Love. conceal a weapon Love. well you know what yeah, to conceal it, conceal it. So, so we have, and most people don't realize this, we have an open carry law. Yeah, but you, you can't you can conceal carry, it. can't conceal it. But I, tell you, I promise you this, you walk around with a pistol on and they don't see a badge, cops are going to get you. That, that gets you meaning like, not that you're bad, but yeah. you, you're gonna get fucking harassed all day long. You can't you can't go into Walmart and shit like that. Yeah, well, hey, I'm down with a concealed carry. Hey, make, it, make it a fair fight. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So that's just some of the. There's actually uh, twenty four of these different I, I items that they want to cover at this session, and it's awesome. And they're going to do that, and that this is where politics are going to come into play, because Jeff Landry, the governor, has got to get X amount over on his side. Now I think he's got a fair shot, and it, it almost makes me want to come out of retirement and go back into law enforcement. 
but we shall see. Now, very, he, very can they do anything about uh, the federal government consent decree? Again, is it the only New Orleans that has a consent decree in, mm, in effect that, right it now? Comes in, it comes in different jurisdictions after there's complaints like the – I don't know if they did it in Minneapolis, whatever. But what happened is some major incident will happen, and then the feds come in and be like, mm, your apartment's hooked up. You got too much of this or too much of that. Now we're going to put you under the federal judges is the one that, that, that did it. We're putting you under this decree. You have to meet these mandates by such and such a year or whatever. You lose funding or the feds take it over. So that's that's different everywhere. Right, but But – New Orleans is hamstrung by that thing, and yeah, they'll, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they'll never right. get they'll never get around it. No, because well, that's well, not necessarily true because the new governor, if he comes in and he's worked with, we actually had the DA in here uh, for New Orleans, and they discuss this a little bit. If if he can turn that department around by offering them certain things, like right. he's putting a. Uh, state police headquarters right there in the middle of a troop right there in the middle of the French quarter. Uh, The federal government is going to look at that and they they'll do away with that decree. I think a lot of that was you had a Democratic governor uh, uh, at that time who was not who was not giving New Orleans anything they needed support. Yeah. Well, that's uh, it. I mean, obviously, you got people retiring and, and nobody wants to go where your hands are tied as a cop and all that. But it's, it's like, the, let me take you back to the prisons. The um, In Louisiana prisons, when, when I was there, not in prison, when I was working there, <laughs> the, uh, we, we were under federal. The feds came in and were like, mm-mm, this is bullshit. Really? And you get a certain list of things that you got to fix to get out from underneath that. And believe me, they want from out from underneath it so they can be in control of their own destiny. Well, I think it's a really key time for the state. I was down in the uh, in the quarter on Friday with a bunch of, you know, locals who have done, you know, 50 Mardi Gras and they said, "Look, cuz I'd never seen it like that in the in the 3 years I've been here." They said it's back. And you know, everybody's looking at the Super Bowl a year from yeah, now. Yeah. And if if they can deliver a great Super Bowl, Following a great Mardi Gras like Jazz Fest, then then you know the tourism spigot opens back up and the convention business comes back in and well, you know and a lot changes economically. Something might be happening because I, I didn't watch your local news, but I didn't hear about any mass shootings. No, I didn't so either. far this week, but it didn't over to me. Uh, I, I looked to see if they had a bunch of tomfoolery out there, and I didn't see. A whole I lot. saw a bunch of Tulane students pulled over with like four police cars right on Broadway this morning coming over, but. I, uh, so there's a little bit of trouble out there. Yeah, well, people get arrested, no doubt. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And, of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% 
50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro Pro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astro Pro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astro Pro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. AstroPro and go. All right, let me take you to Florida, where a man was arrested after he attempted to snatch a four-year-old boy from inside a CVS pharmacy in Miami Beach on Thursday. Mm. You ever been to Miami? I have not. I used to go down there a lot for work and spend like a lot of time. At, uh, South Beach? And independent consultant. I actually stayed all over Miami. But you know what? Pretty cool place. Um, no, I, I didn't ever go cruise all those bars and shit but i went to some fancy restaurants and stuff no Uh, i love key biscayne south beach i mean there's but anyway people watching space back to jim yep and so fortunately the boy's quick thinking father came to the rescue and dragged the would-be kidnapper away the frightening incident which was captured on cctv took place around 11 55 a.m when the boy and his parents were leaving the cvs pharmacy in the city's north beach area the brazen suspect identified as 26 year old nicholas Sterneman can be seen walking into the store before he suddenly turns around and bends down to grab the boy by the neck. Oh, right? oh somebody gonna catch an ass whipping. Mm. The footage shows Sterneman lifting the child off the ground and turning to face the store's door to leave when the father, yay, tackles the suspect and pulls Sterneman away from his son. The boy can be seen falling to the ground while his desperate mother races to her child's defense. I bet Mama Bear is about to come out. The mother scoops up the boy and races him safely inside the store. As she does so, the boy's father wrestles with Sternman for several seconds and even rips off Sternman's j- jacket. A witness and the father then chase Sternman down Collins Avenue and police officers uh, joined in the pursuit also and they got his ass. And then he is in prison. Miami's Channel 10 reported Sternman refused to explain to the police why he tried to abduct the kid. Imagine that, right? So good for the dad. Because you know what he's going to do, right? It's definitely rape rape and, and murder that kid coming. You don't grab a kid by the neck. And talk about how desperate and ballsy, right? The parents are there Just, in a fucking CVS. Well, you know, they uh motherfucker better be glad it wasn't my kid. You ain't lying. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't have to chase him down. The bullets would have done it for me. So yeah, that's that is uh, that's some ballsy shit. He'd be dead, dead as hell, or whatever Mike says. Yeah, killed him like fried killed chicken. Good. Killed him good. <laughs> killed him good in the like sea. chicken. Yeah. Well, anyway, good for them for standing up. Let's go back to my home, Long Island, New York. I love high school basketball games. You guys love high school basketball games? You ever do when high school basketball play, games? I hadn't been to one since. I know your son was on the championship team last year, right? The last two years. Uh, But, you know, the traditions, the rivalries, the competition, the school spirit, all of it on display. High school basketball is great. Some say the enthusiasm just isn't what it used to be in high school sports, but not on my native Long Island, where the rivalries are as hotly contested as ever and the battles in the stands can be as physical as those on the court. 
An enthusiastic mother and daughter pair were exercising their First Amendment rights loudly during a game Thursday night between Oyster Bay High School and Locust Valley High. The pair from Oyster Bay were a bit too loud and aggressive for one of the Locust Valley parents, and that's when things went bad. The Oyster Bay pair were Kimberly and Gianna Gotti, the wife and daughter of John Gotti Jr., Mm -hmm. the namesake son of the notorious and alleged former head of the Gambino crime family, John Gotti. Alleged. (laughs) (laughs) Kimberly Gotti, 55, and her daughter Gianna, who's only 25, are now facing assault charges stemming from a fist fight with a woman at this game on Long Island after the woman asked them to stop cursing at players from the bleachers. She should have said please. John and Kimberly Gotti's son, Joseph, was on the court playing for Oyster Bay High against Locust Valley. The woman said Kimberly and Gianna punched her and pulled off her hat and wig, quote, which were held on by three clips and Velcro. The woman said she, quote, felt as if my scalp was going to be ripped off and described how additional people joined in and knocked her to the ground. The Gottis, who were each charged Friday morning with third-degree assault, disputed the woman's account. John Gotti Jr. told reporters on Thursday the woman assaulted his wife first. That's the only reason why we're here. She threw a punch and hit my wife in the head. Kimberly and Gianna Gotti are both scheduled to appear in Nassau District Court again on March 6th. Some uh, unfairly speculated that, quote, this is the kind of thing that could leave someone wearing a pair of cement Jordans. Just another gratuitous racial joke at the expense of my people. But allegedly, the Gotti ladies had shouted some rude words to the woman's teen son during the game. Allegedly, the woman then began shouting insults at young Joseph Gotti, who was playing for Oyster Bay. Back home, we call that a career-limiting maneuver, or a CLM. Both Kimberly, 55, and Gianna, 23, then allegedly lunged at the woman, pummeled her, pulling her hair, and at one point allegedly called the other team's players, quote, Sources said, Mm. I doubt the Gotties are actually capable of that kind of language. The victim suffered substantial (laughs) pain to her scalp and bruises (laughs) to both sides of her face. According to Nassau County police, the judge in the case charged the mother daughter crew with third degree assault. The judge also issued an order of protection meant to keep the alleged infamous mob family members away from the victim in this case who has not been named, will never be named and has already changed her name. The Gotti's attorney, Gerald Michael Matone, blamed the blow-up on the other parent, telling the New York Post that the woman threw the first punch and had been badgering Kimberly's youngest son. He also denied his client's use of the homophobic slur. They were making fun as he was playing, and then there was a little bit of a verbal thing, but that's it. And this victim actually punched Mrs. Gotti. She threw the first punch. So the Gotti's don't press charges. The next court date is March 6th. Current odds are at 250 to 1 against the alleged victim showing up for that court date. Looks like the gaudy bloodline don't play, huh? Well, that uh, the daughter, Gianna, is actually a professional basketball player in Portugal. Really? Yeah. I didn't she's, know that. Yeah, wow. She's, uh, hmm. she's good. And she's, uh, uh, by, all, by all counts, I, I don't think these you know why? this family is involved in any of that. Other stuff that was alleged. Because nobody can defend her. You know why? She's Teflon. (laughs) She might have have inherited a little bit of Teflon. I don't know how good the youngest one is. All right. Well, let's get there in the garbage business. (laughs) Sanitation. Yeah, sorry. Sanitation. Sanitation engineer. Let's go back to Louisiana. And uh, where in Louisiana, Jim? Talk about we're going into Homa. Oh, down south. Where the Indians, Homa Indian yeah, tribes. Homa Indian tribes are there, and, and someone else very famous is there. And look, before we get into this story, I, I'm going to say this. I know this guy personally. This guy's done my podcast, uh, and he is about one of the most humble individuals you ever meet. So I'm going to read you a little bit. Of, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the article that came out on him, and then I'm going to read you his response, and, uh, and we'll comment on it. But uh, – the Cajun Ninja, Grand Marshal of the yeah. crew of Mardi Gras, leapt wow. off his float and awesome. got into an argument with a member of the crowd. A parade goer shouted shouted expletives and, cho- and told Jason DeRuin, a popular internet personality known for videos of cooking on social media under the name Cajun Ninja, that he couldn't cook. When asked about it, 
Uh, Duplantis said, because I said he wasn't a real cook, that's why he jumped off the float. The internet personality jumped off the the float, and another crowd member who would not give his name held the two men apart. Members of the Terrebonne Parish Sheriff's Office got involved, and the internet star got back on the float. The parade was at a stop while the royalty was toasting, and a short time later, Duran's wife, Misty, gave Duplantis the middle finger. Deputies told her to stop, and she responded, What? They can do it to us, and we can't? The deputy again told her to stop, and she said, that's okay. I'll tell Joe Watts. Joe Watts is the Terrebonne Parish District Attorney. Eddie Reyes was standing near DePlantis when DeRuin leapt from the float. He said he wasn't a fan of DeRuin's cooking, but that DePlantis heckling was excessive. He kept yelling, fuck you, fuck you, Reyes said. The old man kept talking shit, and that's not right. Questioned about the incident, Terrebonne Parish Sheriff Tim uh, Sorgne, who was writing about two blocks ahead of the Grand Marshal's float, said he would collect the reports from his deputies and decide what actions to take. So uh, the ninja responded to that, and his response, which he put on Facebook, was, I should have never jumped off the float. I take full responsibility for my actions. It was a lapse in judgment on my part. Contrary to popular belief, I didn't jump off because someone said he isn't a real cook. I've been told things like this since I started making videos. Most of you who truly know me know I do not consider myself some gift to Cajun cooking. I'm just another guy cooking in Louisiana who happens to film the process. There are many, many people who can do it better than me. I'm completely okay with this. I also did not jump for what was actually initially said to me, which was, fuck you, fake Cajun ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then followed by several FUs, middle fingers, and you can't fucking cook. This was completely unprovoked. But then again, that didn't bother me. I actually smirked at the level someone would go to make a guy to make a guy mad over cooking videos. It started to escalate when the person would not stop. Then they continued to my wife's side of the float, pointing at my wife and saying, and fuck you too, bitch. Yeah, I got off then too. A few more F you fucking bitch. And it was then that I had the lapse in judgment. It was irresponsible for me to do such a thing. There is never a moment in time where it's a good idea to jump off the float. So despite what was said to my wife and I, there's no excuse. And I should have shown better restraint. My apologies go out to the people who witnessed this, the law enforcement who had to get involved. And to tell all of you, I definitely learned something. Uh, and I will ha- be better at handling situations like this moving forward. Uh, so my question is, and you kind of just answered it, you know, was he justified in doing that? Yeah, the, you know, when they take it to your family members, like I've been to Grand Marshal praise for just like this. I don't give a shit what they say to me, right? Um, and you're always going to have the haters out there. You know, you put their family members in jail or whatever. You know, the Cajun Ninja did to these people. But they're probably trying to film it and do whatever. When you take it to your family members, you can go fuck yourself. I'm getting off the float seat. That's right. Um, I, and whoever says he that. can't cook has never made his, his gumbo. Amen to that. <laughs> was, was he the king of that? Yes, he, he was. was Grand look, <laughs> Cajun Ninja, what a lot of people don't know about that guy, in addition to being a great cook, in my opinion, uh, oh, and a lot of other people's, he's, he's got great, two million Facebook great, followers, literally. Um, in addition to being all of that, he's a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Right. And also, he is, I think he's a brown belt, I, I could be wrong on that, in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, uh, he probably would have killed that guy in two seconds. I wonder if people if thought it was to. a setup. You think people thought, uh, you know, it was because th- that had to be. I, I got to go back and watch it, but that had to look like something that was. I mean, when do you see the king of a parade jump off? Yeah, to get well, to, I mean, when I when I was the king or in Grand Marshal, the same thing. Like he was in this one. The um, I had my. Yeah, I was in in the very first vehicle, but the float behind me was my family and all my friends, right? And if someone had done that to them, then I probably would have lost my Jesus too. And 
done whatever. Yeah, I don't it, think it's a setup when you got a million people there watching. But the Cajun engine doesn't need any more publicity than the fact that I'm going to tell you this. Go look up his how to cook original roux. That's it. Oh, yeah. the, the gumbo is part of it. Oh, yeah. But his, his how to do the original roux, I've taught that we'll every, every, we'll everywhere from – all the way up to Wisconsin, they making gumbo when it gets cold up there, but they stir in that room for about two hours. So he's pretty modest about. Oh, he's where he and in person. Stands. If you met him, good, good you dude. would know there's no way he would have done that unprovoked, and and it would have had to been a lot of pro- provocation. Yeah, for well, yeah, well it probably worked out well for him because he probably got millions of, uh, of views off of yeah. that. Yeah, well, y'all, we're gonna get Mike to jump off a float. Next I will. Year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real, backwards hey backwards. We'll take, Back it, flip. take it serious 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 down on that and my baby this is real life real crime we do a lot of joking we do a lot of you know segments and all this stuff and this story is probably one of the most disturbing things you're ever going to hear on this show and i don't know that we've ever done one more disturbing so a mother has been charged with a felony after she put her one-month-old baby down for a nap in an oven. Oh, my God. The baby later died. The woman identified as Kansas City, Missouri resident Maria Thomas put her newborn baby daughter in an oven earlier this week. That's what the Jackson County prosecutor said. Police found the child on Friday after responding to a 911 call that reported a non-breathing infant. Upon the arrival, officers discovered the baby with apparent burns. Authorities were told that Thomas was putting the child down for a nap and accidentally placed the child in the oven instead of the crib. That's what the prosecutor said. Kansas City Fire Department, which also responds to the scene of the, alleged cr- of the crime, not alleged, fuck her, declared the baby dead at the scene. The criminal complaint states the one-month-old was found in the living room lying in a car seat just inside the front door and had to su- sustain apparent thermal injuries on various parts of her body. <sighs> she was clothed in a bodysuit over a diaper. The clothing appeared to have melted onto the diaper, and it was very dirty, possibly burned on the backside. A baby blanket with significant burn marks was also found on the property and collected by police. Police reported that the baby's grandfather returned home and could smell smoke in the home. He looked for the source of smoke, and that's when he found the baby dead in her crib, and the grandfather called 911. He questioned his daughter as to what to happen, and Thomas then said she accidentally put her in the oven. Thomas now faces the fuckers. She's, you know, she, she's getting 10 years to, to life. Yeah. Ten years of life. She needs to. Yeah, she needs. Uh, they need to put her ass in the oven. Yeah. There you go. No real talk about crime. her being on some kind of crazy drugs they, 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 or anything. It, it would make a fuck if she was. No, she no. put her baby in the oven. God. And and no excuse for that. Mm-mm. I don't care what you s- smoked or. Well, and also if somehow you were crazy enough to accidentally put your. Child in the oven. You, you wouldn't she, hide it you, later. Well, on. she must have turned the oven on. She still turned the oven on because yeah, the child yeah. wouldn't have been burned if they right. were in right. an oven that wasn't turned on. I mean, yep. Wow. Real life. Where was that? That was Kansas City. Yep. Real life, real crime, y'all. And uh, justice needs to be served. Mm. Okay, let's um, let's go to. I don't know if you guys caught any of this, but. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein, has gotten very involved in what is going on, continues to go on, involving exactly how Jeffrey Epstein died. So, you know, one of the most prominent present-day conspiracy theories involves the death of billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein was found dead on August 10, 2019, in his prison cell at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in New York. He'd been arrested in July of 2019 on federal sex trafficking and conspiracy charges. New York City's uh, chief medical examiner, Barbara Sampson, conducted a four-hour autopsy on Jeffrey's body on August 11th. The initial autopsy did not conclusively identify a cause of death. The official language would later be altered to read apparent suicide as cause of death. 
Epstein's brother, Mark, became skeptical of the ME's ruling almost immediately, and he is now leading an effort to conclusively determine his brother's cause of death. Mark Epstein appeared with Megyn Kelly on her SiriusXM show last week and summarized his suspicions. He said that he and Jeffrey's attorney requested former New York City uh, medical examiner Michael Baden, I think it's Baden, Baden. Uh, be present at the autopsy, and that Baden said they could not call this a suicide because it looked too much like a homicide. Mark said he learned of his brother's passing from the media, and he initially was inclined to believe the speculation that his brother had died by suicide, but things started to change as he learned more about the circumstances surrounding Jeffrey's death and what the medical examiner was and was not able to determine. So then the questions became, if he didn't commit suicide and he was killed, well, who killed him and how was it done? And so a Justice Department Inspector General report released last summer, you guys probably remember this coming out in the summer, detailed a number of failures at that correctional center, including faulty cameras, understaffing, structural problems, falsified documents, and more. All this occurred right before and right after Jeffrey's death. However, even with those failures, the 128-page report concluded the disgraced financier hanged himself in his jail cell with an orange noose he fashioned from, quote, a sheet or a shirt. The report concluded that there was no foul play involved. Mark Epstein provided Megyn Kelly with autopsy photos of his brother that have never been seen in public. Um, And he's using those photos to challenge some of this official narrative. Mark used the autopsy photos uh, to uh, challenge the suicide conclusion. One of the photo- photos displayed a significant red mark around the middle of Epstein's neck, while another depicted his legs, which Mark suggested showed clear signs of blood pooling. He contended that the condition of Epstein's legs contradicted the expected outcomes of a hanging death. Mark said that when Jeffrey was found unresponsive by the prison guards, he had been dead for at least two hours. Quote, we know that from the autopsy results because of the mark that was left on the neck. For that mark to have been embedded in his neck that way and dry like that, he had to be dead for at least two hours. It could have been as much as six hours, but a minimum of two nonetheless. I have a hard time as a layperson understanding how a sheet made that mark, Megyn Kelly said. She also said it's almost like a garret was used or some sort of rope wire. We have that picture. Um, I don't know if you've uh, I saw it. you've seen it, Woody. Okay, because I'm really interested to get your opinion on this. The fact that his legs are clear, even if they had laid him down, the blood would not have drained up from his legs into his back unless he was hung upside down. This is according to Mark. The fact that his legs and buttocks are clear from lividity, it leads doubt to the fact that he was found the way they described. Mark is saying this is bullshit. There were... 11 other prisoners on that tier in the cells that, and any one of them could have killed them. Mark noted that the doctors who performed the autopsy said the, said the marking looked more like a, quote, ligature strangulation, which typically occurs, quote, when you go behind and pull something tight around someone's neck. If you read the Justice Department report, it describes the way Jeffrey was allegedly found hanging I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's really weird. They said that he was in a seated position with his legs extended out in front of him, and he was hanged by the thing around his neck from the top bunk with his buttocks about an inch above, uh, an inch or an inch and a half above the ground. So, like, in uh, a seating-like position, except not seating, with his legs out in front. You ever heard of it? I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. So, um do uh, you have any thoughts yet? What do you want me to keep I going? Do you can keep going. I got a lot of thoughts. Okay. okay. Um, this is not in line with the markings in the photo, Mark said. If you look at the picture, the ligature mark is more in the middle of his neck and, uh, uh, and goes straight back. In a hanging, it goes really high up on the front of your neck because you sink down into the noose or whatever – uh, was used. This is why Mark does not believe Jeffrey died from hanging the way that they say. And when you combine this visual evidence with the various departmental failures documented in the DOJ report, there's lots of reasons to question the suicide conclusion. We learned that video surveillance of the small cell block where Epstein was housed was broken. So there is no video view of the area during the time of his death. 
We do know that the cameras on the other side of that cell block were operable, so we have evidence of who entered and when they entered. From those cameras, we learn about two guards who did not conduct the rounds they were supposed to conduct that night. We also learned of two unidentified guards in the area that night. Why can't they identify those guards? Mark's theory is that his brother's cell and at least one other cell in that block could have been left open uh, that night and someone could have come for Epstein and murdered him. Mark is not saying that it is that that's conclusively what happened, but he's trying to raise awareness about the case, believing the answers are out there somewhere. So, All right. Woody. Where to begin? Um, I personally... And this is my personal opinion, not based off all that. The how and the fuck do you let your most high profile inmate hang himself? Well, you know what? You want to hang yourself, you're going to hang yourself. The I, me personally, I think everything is suspect, blah, 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 but I'm not a conspiracy guy. Now, as far as uh, lifting your buttocks off the floor and hanging yourself, I've seen it. It doesn't take much to hang yourself. I've had it. People hang themselves from, from everything from a little bitty kite string that ties up sheet bundles to, to shirts and everything else. Um, the lividity that's um, oftentimes misused term. Let's say it was two hours or six hours. Your body goes through like three different stages, if I'm not incorrect on that, right? And so the it gets hard. Then in, in the blood pools, and but you can turn them over for whatever reason, and then the blood is shift, and and they will come in and work the crime scene and whatever. This, that, that that's bullshit. I mean, that could be one way or the other. The camera being out, typical, not knowing who the other guards were. I mean, as a conspiracy theory, but the main thing is this: what people need to understand is. That's an 11-person cell block. That cell block is for the people who need protecting or or locked down on CCR for whatever reason. And the, you know, the people not making rounds, hell, you're supposed to make rounds every 15 minutes. Swim didn't do it back in his day. But I made sure when I did make the rounds that the doors were locked. When you're going to walk that tier, you can pull every doorknob or do every door handle to make sure they're locked. And no, you can't just, it's like getting out a pair of handcuffs. It's total bullshit. It's just, you just don't, it doesn't happen. Um, if the cell doors were left unlocked from the control center, there's a record in it every time they're open and unopened. I get it. It's a conspiracy theory. I personally, for whatever reason, I mean, just, I don't understand how you let your most high profile inmate that you ever had, hang himself, but as far as factual enough to charge someone other than what they've already said that, you know, but that could have been any prison and anybody that non-famous hung themselves that they actually went in and did this big investigation. They're going to find all this shit like people not making rounds and this didn't work and whatever. I don't know. So, so your gut is? My gut would be the without – looking at evidence, just listening to it and talking to some people who talked to over 40 victims uh, um, and all that, my, my gut would be, yeah, it's certainly suspicious. And But, you know, bringing in uh, Dr. Biden and, and doing a four-hour autopsy after it's already been done, and, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I don't see how that happens. But... I also think Jeffrey Epstein's a little bitch, and he knew he was going to do life or whatever. So was, I'm fifty fifty. More likely, he he killed himself. Jim, any thoughts? I, I'm I'm a little more towards he didn't kill himself, but um, I don't have Woody's expertise on that. I mean we we recognize there are a lot of powerful people. He stood to cause yep. some damage. So there are, yep. there certainly are reasons for people to be suspicious. And, and when you, uh, when you add to it, all the things that went wrong from an execution yep. standpoint, within the, it, it just, they, let me ask this, how come they hadn't killed that chick yet? The one who set all the, the fucking Jelaine, up. Jelaine Maxwell set all the fucking up and the rapes and all the people flying back and forth on the airplane. And Oh no. Yeah. 
Exactly. All right. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com R-L-R-C and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Good point. Good, 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 good story. All right. Oh. Mile high crime for Wednesday, and we're leaving the United States, y'all, and we're. Oh, Jim's getting on a plane. We're going We're going overseas. A man was charged in federal court last week after causing a ruckus for several hours on an international flight to Salt Lake City and even spitting on fellow passengers. Law enforcement at the Salt Lake City International Airport said they were alert, alerted to an incoming flight from Amsterdam. How about that? Anybody ever been to Amsterdam? I've been to Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. Mike, you been there? Sure. Fun? Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't there uh, to party. I was there on business. But, it, yeah. It's, got you. What yeah, they it's call a, What do they call a quarter pounder in Amsterdam? <laughs> <laughs> Royale. Every Royale time I see yeah. Amsterdam, that's what I think of. I think about this where X. You Pulp more. Fiction folks, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, but anyway, he was uh, en route to Salt Lake City, that flight, when a man's action caused a disturbance for several hours, concluding with him being restrained on board the plane. A passenger told police the man, identified as 19-year-old, 
Darnell Collins started causing a commotion just one hour into the 10-hour flight. He was loud and disruptive and was tapping on other passengers. Collins, who is a Netherlands citizen and resident of Arizona, reportedly escalated his behavior and began following a female passenger around. The passenger kept asking the flight attendant for help and ultimately pushed him away after he kept touching her. Witnesses said Collins then grabbed a woman's arm as she exited the bathroom and he wouldn't let go until others intervened. Flight attendants then moved at least eight passengers to different seats so he wouldn't disturb him, but he turned around in his seat and kept talking to the other passengers until it became aggressive. One of the flight attendants said they feared a physical altercation might happen, so he was moved to the very back of the plane, and other passengers in that area were moved. Still, he kept touching people as they walked past and even touched passengers two rows ahead of them. Ahead of him, according to police, Collins then spit on a passenger, and that would have been it right there, bro. At least two people were hit with his spit. He also reportedly called one flight attendant uh, a B-word. Due to the continued disturbance, the flight crew restrained him with flexicuffs. These flexicuffs are getting popular in these stories. These are single-use handcuffs that are similar to zip ties. But he still kept unbuckling his seatbelt and standing up, so he's eventually restrained with multiple multiple seatbelt extenders wrapped around his body for at least two hours of the flight. Comfortable. Oh, my gosh. Police said Collins' action prevented the flight crew from performing their usual duties during the flight because someone had to cons- constantly watch over him. Collins was charged by the U.S. Attorney's Office with assault as well as interference with the flight crew and is being held at the Salt Lake County Jail. Uh, look, I'm, if I'm on a 10-hour flight, I don't have to deal with bullshit. Exactly, right? Sit your seat. You spit on me. No, no, oh, bro. Yeah, that's about it. I'd, I'd rather you bad kick, kick as me in the nuts and spit him. Spit I heard uh, Spirits offering a new uh, level of service where they flexi cuff every passenger. <laughs> yeah, that. Right? No, the, the, it's uh, only like $19 the, to go to New York on that. Right? Right? The whole time. do that. Kinky crimes. Kinky Valentine's Day, right? Pressure. I, don't worry. It's got to be a good one. Fans, lifers, don't worry. Woody Overton <laughs> is safe from kinky crimes on Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Australia. Down right? under. Down under, literally. An Aussie bloke whose experiment was with Super Viagra ended with him <laughs> accidentally Viagra. flashing a teenage fast food worker has been shown mercy by a judge. Judge Teresa Austin accepted David Bruce Richardson's eye-watering account of his Viagra overdose and found there had been no sexual intent when the Darwin man accidentally exposed his privates to a 16-year-old girl working in a drive-thru. <laughs> yeah, right. The young woman was said to be traumatized and reduced to tears. Oh, Lord. Um, Mr. Richardson's ill-fated Hungry Jack's run last September took place a day after he took a sexual enhancement drug called Pitbull Super. Oh, yeah. Prior prior to – wait, wait. Why did he take it? Because he was going to attend an orgy with friends at a local hotel. Oh, there you go. While Pitbull – No better reason. Exactly. While Pitbull (laughs) Super is advertised as natural formula, it in fact contains prescription-only drug – uh, that's in Viagra and Seattle shell, which are used to treat everybody knows what the fuck that's for. As a result, the taking of the pill, Mr. Richardson's erection would not subside, became extremely painful. He oh was, my God. he was with a number of young ladies and they were having relations. And he says <laughs> that his erection would not cease and it became extremely painful. The lawyer said Richardson started to panic and the side of his penis began to split because of the lack ah! of circulation. <laughs> Richardson then drove home, grabbed a towel, but said he couldn't touch his penis because it felt like it was about to explode. But he pulled it, he had time, right, to pull in the Hungry Jacks, and he purchased some food. There was a towel he said he didn't get out of the car. He was embarrassed. That's what the lawyer said. Fucking liar. Um, and said a remorseful Mr. Richardson admitted he had made a mistake and honestly didn't think that Hungry Jacks workers would see him. I wasn't trying to expose myself to the poor young girl, he said. 
The appeal was way too strong. I'm surprised it's illegal, it's illegal to sell that stuff. I was in a lot of pain. I wasn't trying to flash myself anymore. I just wanted to grab a feed and go home. Mr. Rich said he had, he had had to take several days to rest after the effects of Super Viagra were all whatever. The, uh, Pit Bull Super. The, mm, the judge basically said that um, the packet of Pit Bull Super looked dangerous, but said Mr. Rich should have gone to the hospital instead of the drive through. I agree. <laughs> she handed Mr. Rich a nine month good behavior bond after finding he had no sexual intent, whatever. Fuck. I mean, come on. Pitbull Super. Pitbull Super. I have heard that, that uh, you know, you go to the truck stops and stuff, and in the bathrooms, they'll, you put the money in. I guess you get a packet of whatever it is. I had heard that some of – I always thought that stuff wasn't legit, but uh, I've heard they, that, they, they, that. I know. Some of that's legit I know for shit. a fact that some of it's legit because through friends, they, get, they order it. Off the internet, it's called like gold and honey or some shit like that. But you, in the back, it's got Arabic writing, and you look, you look it up, and the, it's it's like, it has honey in it. But the, yeah. the main ingredients is shit, same shit they put in the dick pills. <laughs> yeah. So it's not you so go. you look it up on the FDA websites, and they're like, mm, it's illegal, but we're just not really enforcing it because we don't have enough people enforcing right. it. Right. Well, there's your kinky crimes for Valentine's. Maybe you all y'all get soup. Maybe y'all all get some pit bull. Oh, that might be Mike's, got that a, might Mike's be, getting bringing one home. That might be cheaper than my Tadalafil. It sounds like since it's uh, <laughs> since know. it can just buy it over the counter. Pit bull super. Pit bull. I need super. the Brussels Griffon super though. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. I don't need that pit bull. Super. Happy Valentine's. Kinky crimes yeah. for Valentine's. Don't criminals. Well, I have a Valentine's special, Dumb Criminals. It was Valentine's Day in the year 2010. And to say 38-year-old Stacy Shoke was not in a romantic mood would be an understatement. All right. Richard Shoke was Stacy's fifth husband, who had gladly adopted her three kids when they married three years earlier. Richard was anxious to find out why his wife had invited him to meet her at Belton Bridge Park in Hall County, Georgia, for a special Valentine's Day treat. It wasn't just Valentine's Day. It was also the couple's third wedding anniversary. So Richard was especially excited. While Richard had romance on his mind, Stacy had something very, very different on hers. Namely, Richard's $500,000 life insurance policy. Mm. Stacy worked in administration at the DeKalb Spinal Clinic. Lenitra Ross was Stacy's friend at the clinic. Stacy shared with Lenitra that she had grown tired of husband number five and had been having an affair. She asked her coworker friend for some advice on getting rid of her husband. Lenitra said she knew just the guy for the job. His name was Reginald Coleman. Coleman was a personal trainer by day, but on weekends and evenings, he ran another business called Mr. Results. Hmm. <laughs> Mr. Results promised results for the fair asking price of $10,000. Add a little finder's fee for Lenitra, and Valentine's Day was looking very profitable for Stacy Shok. Everything was set. Richard showed up for his evening of romance, and instead of Stacy meeting him at the park in warm embrace, he was instead greeted by Reginald Coleman, a.k.a. Mr. Results, and his handgun. Gunned down on his third anniversary by a small-time hitman hired by a cheating wife. Stacy now waited for her $500,000 life insurance payout. The insurance company was a little bit skeptical of a man being gunned down in a remote park holding flowers and a Valentine's Day card, so they decided to do a little investigating before releasing those funds. Right. And what do you know? Our fifth time wasn't the charm mastermind of the murder of her fifth husband and adopted father of her children— had communicated all of the particulars with her co-conspirators before, during, and after the hit over her company email and on her phone. She never saw the $500,000. Lenitra Ross never admitted her role in the killing, but she was sentenced to life in prison. Reginald Coleman pleaded guilty, and he was also sentenced to life in prison. And Stacey Shoke was tried and found guilty and was sentenced to life in prison. She's presently shopping for husband number six online and listens exclusively to banjo music 
Happy fucking Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy BD. Right? You believe that Man, one? Yeah. Paper record called, fifth husband. Should have called Guido. I wonder if she knocked off uh, some of those first four. Wow. Oh, really hit me. Woody, any final thoughts? Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> Restaurants, <laughs> flout florists, candy makers, card makers. Y'all enjoy your most profitable Champagne, a little champagne. Mm, oh, champagne gives me a headache. <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about Woody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike might uh, bring a little champagne home tonight along with hey, uh, some hey, other goodies. Bubbly. You, not knocking that you boys got to be, be succumb to the man. <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. I, that, I'm sure there's a hopeless romantic in me somewhere. Y'all put it in your calendars, the three of us. Are going up to Parish Forensics on yes. March 21st. Yes. We're going yes. to do the show from up there. Yes. Got a um, busy month. March 1st, Corner, Lopa, speaking. March 13th, 14th, Louisiana Probation Pro up in North Louisiana. And then on the 20, what is it when we're going to Parish Forensics? 21st. I can't wait for that. Yeah, then we on should- the 27th. I'm speaking at the. It's oh, I saw that. Congratulations! Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're in the Livingston Parish, Baton Rouge area, tickets yeah, yeah. online. Yeah, check yeah, them yeah. out. Yeah, well, we're each going to have a scalpel in our hand and a cadaver in front of us yeah, to do some work on during that episode. It, it ain't going to uh, bother me, but I can't wait to see you two boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, help me, Roy! Help uh, me! Yeah, Roy's going to give me some help. Roy and Kristen's the best. Parish friends, y'all, they rock. We are going to be doing a show from there. Um, and so I hope we can video to it, huh, Jim? And, and get Roy and Kristen's on video, sure. Yeah, so anyway, thank y'all, and we love and appreciate each and every one of you. You rock, happy, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman, I'm Woody Everton, and I'm Mike Agavino, your host of Real Life, Real Crime Daily. Peace, Peace. glad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.